Welcome everyone to the Apocalary Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Van Beek. Yep. 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 Because we can use that now. I just read that at UBC, they're they're saying that the professors can put doctor in front of their name. That that was always a big no-no to really? call yourself doctor when you worked for a university. Yeah, you you didn't sign your name doctor anything. Like that was oh, that was cheesy, I think. <clears throat> and um considered and, gauche. And, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Huh. And but but I just read in some in that thing that comes out every morning that we read the ten the ten most wanted or whatever it was the ten <laughs> best <laughs> and uh, they said yeah they said UBC is is allowing it so oh. so I don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna spread but usually if UBC does it and U of T does it then the rest of the country will yeah <laughs> yeah and, and, and I'll throw Dalhousie in there that's yeah. And then we also know that SFU will do that last. Yes, they will. Because yeah. anything UBC does, we just don't want to do that. Because SFU started with the with the hippie professors. Um, that's right. Who, who in those days used to just have master's degrees, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. So, so um, remember so, a teacher once saying, "You know, if this was the '70s, I'd be driving here in my Beamer rather than riding the bus like I am now." <laughs> Ah, the glory days of long past. <laughs> yes, I uh, definitely missed them. Yeah, yes. Much like the Alberta oil patch. Um, <laughs> ouch, too far. Too far. Sorry, Steve. Too soon. Not too far, just too soon. Maybe. Too soon. Okay, maybe okay, okay. Soon. Yeah, no, fair yeah. comment, fair comment. Um, well, while we are talking <laughs> to Dr. Van Beek, we should, we should consult with Dr. Van Beek's vast knowledge that this is Revelation 12. And why is Revelation 12 important, Dr. Van Beek? What we're going to do, Steve, is we're just going to read it and discuss it. And and what I want our audience to do, Lynn, <laughs> is to um, is is to not think about Revelation as at all as a um, as you would as a dispensationalist, thinking that we are going through, you know, we're we're through the second seven and we're we're just approaching the third seven um, and seeing everything as being literal. But read this, read this passage just on its own merits and see what it says to you. Hmm. And, and let's do that and then see how that, that plays out. Okay. <clears throat> awesome. Folks, we're going to start. Chapter 12, verse 1. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns on its heads. Seven diadems. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of screwed that up. Hold, bear with me, folks. Bear with me. I just got lost all of a sudden. Behold, a great dragon with seven heads and ten horns. And on its head, and on his heads are seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and, and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she, is, where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1260 days. Yeah, and actually, let's just read a little bit further on, just for the sake of it. 
Now a war arose in heaven. This is verse 7. Now a war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But when he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven, or sorry, but he was defeated, and there was no longer place for uh, a place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient syrup, serpent you know, when, serpent, when syrup gets really old it's yeah. just an evil it's an evil thing Steve. It's evil. that's right that's right when that beehive syrup gets thrown down <laughs> this is oh. syrup made by the murder hornets that's what it yes is. <laughs> yes so oh yes these are the evil trees um uh that ancient serpent who is called the devil and satan the deceiver of the whole world he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Okay, we're, heard... we're, we're good there. We'll stop. Okay. <laughs> oh, thanks for reading a little further, Steve. Because No worries. It, it kind of pulls it together. So if you're seeing all of this happening as events of our, in our future, mm. then then you've got to start doing different things with, with who this woman is, right? Um, some people say, you know, she's... She's the church in the future. She's the cult-centered Zion, Jerusalem. These are these are the ideas behind it. But if you just read it um, for what for what it says right here, um, you know, there's a woman. She's a very important woman, right? But she's pregnant and she's crying out and she's in birth. She's in agony. And then there's a red dragon comes into the scene, right? Mm -hmm. Who with his tail swept out a third of the stars. And he is about to, um, he stands before the woman so that he can destroy her child. What does it, what does it sound like to you, Steve? Well, I mean, we were joking when, <clears throat> before we started, right? Because my first read of this is, um, well, duh, this is Mary in Christ. <laughs> this yeah. is Mary, the mother of God, Jesus coming onto, onto the earth. And speaking of Satan. Yes, this is very much to me. This is very much the salvation story. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and there's so many pieces in here that that fit with the salvation story. Um, you know, the the woman being Mary, the um, being you know she's about to give birth to Christ. The red dragon, Satan, is going to try to destroy Christ, which you know which he did through Herod. Right. Right. <clears throat> his his tail sweeping a third of the stars out of heaven. And that's where people often get the idea of, of, of Satan and a third of the angels falling mm -hmm. to the earth, right? So Satan and a third of the angels fall to earth. So, so, you know, and that actually in a timeline happened way before the birth of Christ, if, right. if, you, if you see it as, as time, right? And she gives birth to a male child who's going to rule the world with a rod of iron. And, and we know that that's Jesus. Jesus is the ruler. Who rules with a rod of iron and an iron can either be a strong powerful thing or in in the early days when they were doing this iron was actually uh it was a sign of wealth too remember og right he had a bed made out of iron and and that wasn't that wasn't so that he could get crushed in the night that was because he was <laughs> he was very wealthy right Right. And, and he could do that. So this rod of iron it has has a number of different meaning. The woman fl flies into the wilderness, um, and she's protected by God for three and a half years. And this this very much could be Mary um, when she went to Egypt. Yeah. Right. So so there is there's a there's a very 
literal salvific thing going on here, literally talking about the birth of Jesus. And then there's more stuff going on in the background as well. Okay. Yeah. And then he talks about this, this war that, that rises up into heaven with, with Michael and his angels fighting, which if, if you're old enough to remember Frank Peretti's books, this sounds very much like a, like a Frank Peretti book when he was talking darkness type thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly. That is the book or, or, um, or Daniel chapter 10, if you'd rather. Right. You know, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated and there's no longer a place for them. And then the great dragon, that ancient serpent, here he actually just says it. It's Satan. He's cast down to the world and his angels are thrown down with him. So that third that he drags out of heaven with his tail is is kind of elaborated on here when it talks about him getting throw, thrown down to the earth. Mm -hmm. And that that's what takes us. So I see it very much. That this this isn't protection upon upon the church or or upon Israel in in the uh, tribulation times, but this is very much um, talking about the coming of Jesus, and we're going to get to his followers right away. But okay. so far, it's Jesus and the casting down of Satan. And don't forget in the oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say, and remember in the Gospels, um, Jesus says, "I saw Satan fall." And, mm. and it's funny, and it may not be important, but he does say it in the present tense. Um, mm. Mm. You know, I'm seeing Satan falling. Uh, <clears throat> he's, and, and the idea is he's falling right now. But, but, but you don't want to play too much on tenses when you deal with, with uh, Hebrew, you can't. And in Greek, you want to be just cautious of these tenses. But, right. but anyway, anyway, we are now on chapter 10. You were going to, verse 10, you were going to say something too. Well, I was just curious. Lair, then how do the dispensationalists get around this? Like, because you have to really play with who this is then, right? Like, I mean, if you see the end of time in, in 11, yeah, you said you really have to really have to get deep into symbolism. And isn't symbolism a real problem for them then? Well, uh, did, did um, I open a can of worms that really no, yeah, open yeah, or a closed? Little bit, a little bit. And, and this is, of course, the problem with with a guy like me reading this is that, you know, <clears throat> sometimes I see things very literally while I'm reading it. Sometimes I see them very figuratively. Um, <clears throat> I still remember the picture of this woman being carried off into the desert in a basket, and um, and it was uh, kind of a dispensational view of this chapter, and and the idea of of being being caught up or being taken into the into the desert was. Um, was a sign of protection upon her and there's all the all of the the kind of an idea that um that that she's being protected from the things that are going on on the earth mm, right mm. and that's that's the being taken away for the three and a half years okay. it's just a is a bit of protection in the wilderness and they will tell you and and i think this is a valid point that in the book of revelation wilderness or desert is actually a place of um protection of peace of comfort and city and and population and people is a place of danger um mm. and where satan does his thing right with kings and cities and yeah. stuff like that so the woman being taken into the desert is protection upon israel um and this woman you know it could be israel remember cult centered zion jerusalem yeah. Um, this woman does sound like that with the crown and the, um, mm. on her head and all and the okay. moon under her. Yeah, very, very much like that. So 
So anyway, so that's a, that that's the way that you go about it when you're okay. when you're looking at this. And then I still see, I still see this as the um, as the story of the birth of Christ and salvation. Yeah, and then they would they would obviously I guess they have to deal with the three and a half years as a limited or a finite period of time rather than an infinite period if it was seven years or something like that, right? That's kind that's of right. And and three and a half um, three and a half or ten are generally um, limiting terms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, sorry to interject with that, but I, I couldn't yeah. help myself. Um, <clears throat> so pick it up at verse 10. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they have not loved their lives unto death, even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the when the dragon saw that he had been thrown, well, we can stop there. We can we can do this little piece first. Sure. Oh, sorry about that. No, no, not at all. I was just going to look up what Walford was saying about the woman because I. If I, I always feel like if you're if you're looking for a solid dispensational scholar, mm -hmm. Walt Walbert is always a, a good guy to go to because I I think that he was actually quite a good scholar, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And um, I don't know what other people think of him, but since I have no other opinion on it, um, so the identity of the woman, by the way, does not represent Christ nor the church in general, but rather Israel. As the matrix from which which Christ came, by so so there you go with that cult-centered Zion, Jerusalem, or Israel, or that that's sort of how they look. Anyway, we're doing this other piece, so let's keep going. And I heard a loud voice. So now he says, "Now the salvation and power and kingdom of our God and authority of Christ have come, for the accuser of the brethren has been thrown down." Right. Right. So so Satan is thrown down from heaven, and now Christ has his power. It's funny, isn't it? Because we're talking, for some, we're talking about things going on in the future. But whenever you're talking about Satan being thrown down, you're always, you feel like you're talking about the past. Right. And and one of the things in God's economy, if you're talking about God himself, is is that time isn't time, for, isn't our time. Right. Right? Like, God, like we talk about God lives in an ever-present. Mm-hmm. Right. So there is no future. There is no past. Yeah. Although, you know, they also, uh, okay, I'll, I'll stop about, I'll stop there because, and leave us in confusion. And, and they have conquered him now, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and have not loved their lives. So uh, unto death for they love their lives, not their lives unto death. Boy, that's hard to read in this. It version, is, isn't it? it? Yeah. Aren't you glad that we both had the same trouble? <laughs> yeah. With yeah. Uh, I, I so, am a fool, but I'm, you know, we're together yeah, at yeah. least. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We're we're both like, you know, a couple of idiots um, doing this. Um, so obviously here, this is this is this is the life of the believer. This right. is the life of the believer. How do you beat him? And I've often, I've actually heard sermons on this where they'll say, you conquer him by the blood of the lamb and by your testimony, right? Mm. And that's how you win, that's how you conquer Satan, that's how you win people to Christ, right, is by your testimony. Yeah. People often don't say they love not their lives unto death. 
<laughs> you know? Um, no, that, that part we're going to skip over. <laughs> yeah, because what John is actually saying is you're going to conquer Satan because Christ died for you and you are a witness for him and, and you're willing to die for this thing and yep. you're going to die for this thing. Remember, this book is all about the believers dying. And, um, and it's a critical piece of this book that if you live for Jesus, chances are you're going to die for Jesus. And, and Steve, it's, it's not something that you and I will probably face in our lifetime. Right. It's, it, it's hopefully not something that our, our daughters are going to face in their lifetime, but maybe their children, yes. maybe our daughters, maybe us, maybe, you know, you know, if, 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 if the conspiracy theory people are right, then this whole COVID thing is going to drag us down in a very short period of time. <laughs> and, um, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the day has got to come and Christians are dying all over the world today for their right. faith. Right. And there are Christians that, that are facing this right now. And they were, when we were younger too, we used to talk mm -hmm. about churches being burned and, you know, people getting locked in them and they were burning them up and, and um, and terrorist activities against Christians it can also be against Jews. It can also be against Muslims, but of course we're talking about Christians here. So 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 that's what he is saying. And he's saying if you live for Christ, you you very well in this book in this day they were going to die for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So rejoice, you who dwell in them. But woe, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you, and he knows his time is short. And he's going after, after the after us now. Actually, is who he's after, yep. after the Christians first, and then that takes us to thirteen. Yeah, picking it up at thirteen then. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who would give birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness, to the place where she is to be nourished for a time, and a times. And half a time the serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood but the earth came to the help of the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her offspring and on those who keep the commandments of god and hold to the testimony of jesus and he stood on the sand of the sea yeah yeah and there and there and then we just come right back to what he's been saying all the way through this chapter right he saw that he'd been thrown down to the earth he's really upset and he's going after jesus he's going after the male child right, right. and the woman was given two wings so she might fly into the wilderness and that's where that's where walbert and them say that this is this is a protection upon israel in during this period of time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they're seeing the woman very much as israel from whom jesus came Yep. Or or cult centered Zion Jerusalem. If you want to ever look that all of that stuff up, it kind of comes out as Israel, <clears throat> and um, and and he's after her, but he can't get her because she's been protected time time and half a time three and a half years, and they said we're about to enter the the last three and a half years. They call the Great Tribulation, mm. right? We've we've gone through the first three and a half years, and now we're in the last, and. Um, and so, so the the dragon can't beat the woman. He he he's he's lost against her, so he's making war against her offspring. And her mm -hmm. offspring are the Christians, 
Right. That's that's who he's going after now. <clears throat> Those who keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus. Very obviously, Satan is going after Christians in this at this point. Right. And um, and the flood from his mouth. My old teacher would have said, my old teacher. I think he was the same age as me. Just smarter and better. <clears throat> um, he would have said that this flood from the dragon's mouth is slander against the Christians. Because there was slander going on at this period of time. And, of yep. course, remember the Jews had just turned to Christians. The Christians were underneath Judaism, as far as the Romans were concerned. The Jews were saying, no, they're not Christ They're not Jews. They're Christians. They're different. They're not a part of us. Right? You remember yeah. that from Acts, Felix saying. That's right. I don't know. It's something about something about you know their their religion and this guy named jesus yeah, i don't yeah these weird, i don't know what this is all about weird yeah. disputes about genealogies right yeah 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 they're 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 all you know it was the frog <laughs> the frog said it yeah the frog did it. <laughs> so but anyway so they think that that this is the whole point but but satan is now coming after christians right hmm. and he's standing on the sand of the sea and now we're ready for um chapter 13 which is our our uh, our big chapter, the Mark of the Beast, yeah, and and so so I think from this one we remember that Jesus did come. Satan would have destroyed Jesus if he could. Sent Herod after Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. couldn't do it. So he went after Jesus' uh, offspring, which are which is the Christian Church. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think that's what this chapter is about. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Larry, thanks for that. that it, just appreciate how we worked through that to see the imagery, how we can move back and forth in between symbolism and yeah. and 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 clearer symbols about about Jesus and, and the fall of Satan. It makes me think of that one time you and I were looking at Daniel. This about a year ago, I think, in, in the podcast we were looking at Daniel and and. And the angels prevented from coming to Daniel because he was in a fight. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, Daniel prayed and fasted for 21 days. Yeah. And the angel gets there and says, hey, Daniel, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. I was coming. The prince of Persia, the prince over the nation of Persia attacked me. I had yeah. to fight him and I had to wait for Mike to come. Yeah. And then Mike took over the fight. I was good to go. I came to see you. Yeah. 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 It's it is crazy what goes on in the book of Daniel. Yeah, <clears throat> just yeah, crazy. Yeah, uh, but I love it. I love it very much. I heard actually. Uh, oh, who was talking about it? Um, the guy from the big Saddleback Church was hmm. doing something Rick, at our Rick church. Warren. Yeah, he was doing something at our church on video, of course, <clears throat> and um, he was talking about that passage, and he talked about Daniel and spending all that time in prayer, and he left out all of that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, which is the the critical piece, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it made sense because he was talking about um, he was talking about breaking through in prayer, mm, which mm. Penny, which early Pentecostals called praying through, right? Um, and they they poo -poo, some people have poo pooed that, but there still is. I still think it's real that yeah. you pray until you get an answer from God, and that's what he yeah. was talking about. Yeah. That's what Daniel did, but but for me and you, the. Uh, all that stuff with the angels is is kind of the cool part of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, folks, yeah. thank you so much for joining us on, on another episode of the Apocalypse Podcast. We're so thankful that you listen, and we'll be back in about a week's time with guess what? Revelation thirteen, like Larry talks about. We're going to talk about the mark of the beast. So, we'll look forward to uh, having you with us. Bye.
Bye now.